Hello, beautiful people of the Just Browsing uh, family. Welcome to another episode of Just Browsing. Today we're going to talk about some football. We have the second week, yeah, second week of college football just wrapped up, and week one of the NFL season wrapped up last night with a fan base that thought they were going to win the Super Bowl, realizing they weren't going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean... Well, I'm just going to start there because it was the most recent game. Yeah, okay. So we're talking about the Monday we're night We're talking game. about the okay. Monday night game okay. where it was probably the most boring game until the last about five minutes of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets, I would say, upset the Bills because on the fourth play of the game, Aaron Rodgers tears or pops, breaks, whatever you do to an Achilles. It's a tendon, right? So you would tear yeah. your tendon. Yeah. So he tore his Achilles tendon on the fourth play of the game. Ending his first year and possibly only year with the Jets and shattering their Super Bowl hopes. Yeah, so that's a good place to start because one of the biggest offseason storylines, obviously, was Aaron Rodgers in New York. And everyone was eagerly anticipating what that was going to look like, myself included. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I, I know a lot of people have varying opinions of him. I think a lot of it has to do with stuff he's said off the field and stuff like that. Just the shit he's I don't, done, yeah. I don't really give a shit. I like the guy. I think he's a fucking phenomenal quarterback and has been one of the best quarterbacks since I've been watching football. Um, he's so the I'm, last of an era. Yeah, he, he, it, he really it. is. He really is. And uh, I'll, I'll kind of touch on that, too, about the kind of era of quarterbacks and stuff, the little changing of the guard that we're seeing right now. But So, I mean, you know, everyone's tuning in to the Monday night game. It's a, it's a game in New York between two New York teams on 9-11 – and Aaron Rodgers, arguably the most iconic like run out at the start of a of a football game too. I mean, so I didn't actually watch it. I just saw so clips of it later. He ran out with the American flag, okay, okay. which okay. I always love when no yeah. any player does that. That's you it. know, like it's might as well, awesome. right? But you know, the fan base was super hyped to see him. You know, at MetLife Stadium in New yeah. York City. Yeah. On nine eleven, on nine eleven, yeah. Monday night football. It's they're a big like deal. primetime game. Everyone's fucking watching. They're New Yorkers, yeah. so we all yeah. know how they are. And yeah. he goes running out, and it was just like the roar of the crowd. You're just like, oh shit! Like, Which, by the way, before we before we really dive into it, I don't know if you knew this or if you were watching. I, I had it on like the you know they'll do like the Monday night countdown or whatever yeah. the pre pregame talk show stuff. I had it on. We're cooking dinner or whatever, and I didn't even I did not know this. But remember, right? So the the Jets head coach is Saleh. Robert Sala. Robert Oh Sala. Robert Sala. Um, I texted you guys and said he looks like fucking Xerxes from the yeah. movie Three Hundred, which he really does. He does. Um, I did not know this, but they did a little uh like interview like mini like E sixty type thing on him right before the game started, and his brother was in one of the buildings on 9-11 when the planes hit, and he survived. I did not know that. That was fucking wild. It was crazy hearing that story. I guess his brother worked for, like, J.P. Morgan or something. Right. He was in one of those buildings, and, yeah, he was – they, they interviewed – because the whole time they're setting it up, and they're just interviewing him, the Jets right. head coach. And you're thinking, oh, fuck, this is terrible. We're going to hear that his brother died on 9-11 in one of the buildings. And then you come to find out they cut to his fucking brother and he's like giving a firsthand account. You're like, oh my God, he survived. And he's telling the story about like what it sounded like when the plane hit and getting out of there and all this stuff. And I was like, holy shit. So anyway, we don't have to make this a whole 9-11 thing, but like I thought that was really fucking cool. I did not know any of that about him and his family's history. Well, so like this whole thing now that he's 
the head coach of the New York Jets is like a big emotional right. thing. And for him to be coaching a Monday night game as head coach of the Jets on 9-11, like it was very emotional for all of them. It was the pretty whole, cool The whole that. 9-11 um, day is just like a crazy day in sports because one that froze the world when that happened and to the thing that brought people together. I mean, the attacks brought people together, but the biggest thing that brought people together after that was sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the... And a lot I, of New York sports. A lot of New York sports. Yeah. I don't care what side of the aisle you are on politically. If you want to get chills, go watch George Bush's first pitch yeah. at the Yankees yeah. game. There was the Yankees, Diamondbacks, in the World Series. Go watch that first pitch. That'll give you chills of what it was like I think that was like September fifteenth. Was wasn't that right afterwards? Like not that long. I don't long. know if it was September fifteenth. That seems early for the World Series, but it was like, but very very soon. It after. was yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, they were obviously still dealing with everything. I think I remember that they cover that in the Jeter documentary. I watched that Jeter documentary, yeah, and because Jeter was yeah. down taking BP, and mm-hmm. President Bush went up and talked to him and everything. Yeah. And but it's like wild. It's a crazy thing to think um, as. M- Big and like diverse as our society is, I feel like there's one thing that can bring us all together, and that's sports. That is one of the really cool things about and, sports. I and do love that. It's yeah. one of those things you get where people from all walks of life coming together. Yeah, but that's where to like, scream at each other over beer. And I start <laughs> to get, and, and we're kind of going off a little tangent, but I think it's okay. I, I kind of get upset with professional athletes when they try and use like a sport interview to bring in politics. I don't care who you are. We all want to watch sports to get away from the bullshit of politics. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about your personal, you know, whatever you want to do and support is fine. But if you're giving an interview after a game or at halftime, let's just talk about the game and move yeah. on. And then if you want to tweet about something later on, great. But let's just play fucking football. Let's play baseball. Let's play basketball. Let's play hockey. I don't give a shit about your politics. I want to watch you hit somebody because it's relieving. Yeah. It's it's our it's escape a, as a society. It's a weird thing, right? Because there's – I am more of that opinion of like, look, you're a baseball player, you're a basketball player, you're a football player. I just want to come watch you play your sport and do it at a high right. level. You're not a politician. I'll, I'll worry about my politics outside of this time. Right. Like I'm not really here for that. But then you have on the flip side of that coin, you have a lot of people who are like, well, you have this big platform. You should use it to – you know. But is do it X, there- Y, and Z, get political ideas out there, which like I can see both. I'm more of the type of person that's just like, can you just like shut the fuck up about it and go vote the way you're going to vote and then just like leave it alone? That's more of how I yeah, lean towards just- it. But it's like I've, I'm obviously not LeBron James. I don't have a platform that's that big either, so I don't but, know if But I he doesn't even need to use the NBA that, platform. You know I mean? He could just tweet or make an Instagram video by himself, and it goes out to just as many people, and the sports shows are still going to fucking talk about it. It's just one of those things. Sports to me is like that's an escape from everything. Yeah. Where you can no, get the same way. ninety thousand people that to have, just forget about their troubles for right. a little while. They yeah. all forget about their troubles. They're all there to well, maybe few fans are there to cheer on the other team, but everyone else is there to cheer on the same team. And just it doesn't matter who the person you're sitting next to voted for. It's just like yeah. We're both screaming like, our hey, fucking we're both asses Broncos off. Fans, right. We're fucking friends for the next right. two hours. Oh, yeah. you're a Raiders yeah. fan? I'm not going to be friends right, with right. you. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's like you're just there to have fun, and then people are like, I support this cause. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I just want to watch you play a sport. Now I don't like you because of 
the shit you're bringing into sports. And you suck ass, Will Lutz. So, <laughs> name dropping. All right. Uh, he's he's my new Bronco I got to hate on because okay. Melvin Gordon's still a free agent. No one's picked him up yet. So we'll we'll get to that. Save that for the yeah. Broncos game discussion. But, so I, I'm sorry. I distracted us a little bit with that story about Robert Sala. Well, I was that, just so. – I mean, it was a perfect – I mean, 9-11 was yesterday. As an American, we all went through that. You know, I watched it on live TV as a seven-year-old. Like, I saw it. I remember. I, I remember exactly what I said to my mom because she was upstairs getting ready to take me to school. And I was like – you know, mom, someone just flew a plane in a building. She's like, what are you watching? I was like, the news. And then the second plane came in and yeah, hit. She's are like, you watching a movie? Turn it off. And I was like, See, I don't, I, don't, I have like, no I don't know what's going on. Like, we, talk, I, we talk about this every year and I'm all, like with, with Taya and with my parents and stuff. And I'm like, of course, this doesn't come as any surprise. Everyone who knows me knows my memory yeah. is shit. Like what so, you do I, this weekend? I don't, you're like, I don't. <laughs> I'll have to go look at pictures. <laughs> yeah. But I literally, I don't remember that. At all, I I had to ask my mom. I I don't even think we were here in Colorado. I had to. I think I asked her last year. I thought we were here, and we were not. We were like still in Texas, I think. So well, I, I didn't even remember where I was. I just I was like I thought I had this memory of it in my head, but it was not factual. Well, it's, it's it's one of those things. It's so. like where were you on nine eleven? It's like I was seven and yeah, I was watching like, I it on remember, TV. Like, right. I'm that's all I remember. Yeah. I went to school that day. Yeah. I think my dad was supposed to fly to New York either before 9-11 happened or after it happened and my mom was like you're not fucking going anymore yeah and i mean it changed every i mean it changed literally the way the world travels at least travels to the u.s yeah it changed a lot of shit i guess that's where i was going with like it, it would have felt weird to not acknowledge the fact that yesterday was 9-11 and it was two new york right. teams playing in new york yada yada, yada. okay so we well, can and the night before the new york other team i can't remember what they're called because they don't think they showed up <laughs> Played the cowgirls and the cowgirls stomped that ass. Like, I mean, the New York football giants. Not to be confused yeah. with. <laughs> I always think that's hilarious. I'm like, they got to specify it's the football, football giants. Because you know those New York baseball giants that everyone's so back in the fucking with. like 1500s. Yeah. Anyway, back to Jets and Bills. So fucking Aaron Rodgers, one of the biggest off-season storylines. Well, the biggest all because year. they played, they did hard knocks or, or on the, the Jets, yeah, yeah, so everyone did. was following it. Which did you did you watch? I haven't watched hard knocks. Nah, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of the hard knocks shows. I've, I've watched it like one year, but I'm not. I know some people who watch it every single year. They, and I'm just not. One they of those interviewed people, Aaron Rodgers, and he goes, "It's hard because people see the cameras everywhere and become." Um, I'm probably going to butcher this, but like inauthentic he's like they're not oh, themselves yeah. they're like putting on a. they're, they're uh, trying to yeah they're trying to be face, an actor yeah. and put on a face because yeah. they see cameras picking everything you're talking up right you know right. they don't tell you hey we're starting to film now they're just fucking they're just filming, filming the and then time. they'll go yeah. piece shit together right and it's like so people are on edge people are that would more be careful really what they say yeah. or what they do or they do shit that they wouldn't normally do because they're trying to put on a, yeah, a show they know that for, all these people are going to be watching right this thing. yeah so the guy that actually scored the game-winning touchdown on that punt return was apparently like the fan favorite of Hard Knocks. That's what I heard, and he was like uh, an undrafted rookie, undrafted guy out of right? like, yeah. um, not Sam Houston State, but I think SF Austin. So yeah, that's right, Stephen F. Austin. Um, so yeah, three plays, four plays into the game, Aaron Rodgers. It's a, it was really weird watching it. So I was telling you right before we started recording, I was like, I turned the game on. I w- we were like cooking and eating dinner, and then I, w- I like went for a walk, came back because I was like, I'm not that interested in watching this game, particularly. <laughs> My I don't, I don't have, lost. Yeah, I was like, I'm already losing in fantasy. 
I was I got to see Aaron Rodgers get injured, and then I went for a walk and came back, and then kind of saw the like chaotic ending of the game. But so anyway, I'm watching him. So first of all, let me just say this: those first three or four snaps he took. He was getting fucking mauled every oh, yeah. single play. I mean, he was getting either getting sacked or pressured, or pressured quick. all of those plays. So that one where he gets sacked and hurts himself was not like an outlier out of that first series of four plays. He was literally – I don't know what the fucking offensive line was doing, <laughs> but he was getting mauled every play. So I'm like, that's a problem they need to figure out. I didn't really watch much of the rest of the game, so I don't know how they did when Zach Wilson got in there. I don't know not if it got much any better. better. But they have some protection issues. That's the first thing yeah. I noticed. And anyway, so he gets, you know, anyone who's seen the play, he gets tackled and it like doesn't, you know, I'm watching it in slow-mo and I'm like, I don't really see anything. He did his ankle. I was like, maybe it's his ankle. I don't know. Well, that, that's what everyone, they're like, what was that? And yeah, then, and then he like stands up and he's like. And stands there. He's standing there like he's normal, but he's kind of like shaking his head. Like clearly something's bothering him. And he's looking over at the sideline. And the next thing you know, he just sits down. And, you, t- and I figured, I'm like, well, maybe he's just doing this to get, like, an injury timeout. Right. They can get guys on and off the field, get a little bit of a breather, whatever. Like a cramp or something. Maybe he's got a cramp or something. I don't know what's going on here. And then I'm like, oh, they're, like, actually helping him off right. the he field. Right, he was struggling to get off the it field. It seems like he's actually injured. And then you come to find out later, you know, there's these shots of him with a boot on. They're taking him back for x-rays and MRIs, yada, yada. And now I guess... He's well, torn his Achilles and he's done for the season, which is fucking wild. As they all said, they're like, you can't be a doctor until you're like hands on and seeing what's going on. But I've seen so many of like the slow, slow motions. Uh, I believe it's his right leg. He's like kind of pushing off the turf, and you can just see his calf. Like, oh. I think they call it like a rever- reverberation or whatever, where you can tell his Achilles tendon snapped. Oof. Because it's not it, there was no dirty hit. Absolutely, yeah. like he and didn't, didn't fall on him. Didn't it's not like, like twist his, leg his legs bent or anything in a weird direction no. or anything. Yeah, it was. It was probably the most gracious sack I've seen. Yeah, it looked fine. Like, so that's why when felt, he he like sits back down and was like, "Well, what are you doing?" I'm but confused. You look at it and obviously I would be like, "I don't fucking know." I'm like, yeah. my guess would be an Achilles after you watch it again, just right. based on severity. Well, but, I guessed ankle. That was like my best guess. I, I like, mean, that's maybe close he fucked enough. Up his ankle. I don't know what he did here. <laughs> I mean, that's close enough to yeah. – I mean, your Achilles is on the back side of it. Yeah. But, yeah, they were like, it's well, – the, the online doctor's like, it's an Achilles tendon tear. And yeah. they're like, how do you know that? And they're like, just watch his calf, and you can literally see his calf, like, shake. Yeah. And you're like, that's just – that's that tendon just snapping. Right. Basically. And then everyone comes out, and they're like, we need to get rid of fucking turf fields. And David Bakhtiari, uh, you know, shout out Buffaloes of Colorado – Alumni right there, and Aaron Rodgers' old tackle, Green Bay. He came out and absolutely shit on artificial turf fields. As soon as the injury happened, he goes, oh, you guys want to get rid of all these artificial turf fields for the World Cup but not for the NFL season? And he's like, the NFL just doesn't give a fuck about the player. Well, he, I'm, I'm kind of putting some words yeah, out there, yeah. but he's like, they don't care about the players. All they care about is making money. And he goes, artificial turf fields need to go. And in my head, I'm kind of thinking like, but is that going to save his Achilles? And I kind of go, well, it's all about the way he pushes off. And on an actual like, grass field, it's probably going to give. He might rip up the, the grass and just slip and kind of go away. But the turf, your cleats are catching. There were very few times when we played high school football in practice and in games I ever slid with my foot pretty solidly planted in the ground. Right. And so I'm like, I mean, 
I'm no genius when it comes to shit like that, but I was gonna say I don't really have the slightest clue whether that makes any sort of a difference. I think or not. it I guess does because they've been complaining about it. They, I think there's been a study about torn ACLs. I don't know about the whole Achilles injuries because those are kind of like freak accidents. I don't yeah, know if there's yeah. anything that you can really do to prevent that. They don't seem very common. I mean, they do happen, no. but ACLs well, like I said, I don't, I don't know how you common. prevent. Yeah. Like some of them is just the way you get twisted and your leg, just, right. you know. But it's like. Yeah, I mean, if you're on grass and you twist your foot, the grass is going to twist with you. Mm. If you're on turf and you twist, you can twist to a certain point and then it doesn't move anymore. So I'm like, okay, I can understand that. I don't have any knowledge on this shit, though. But should everybody switch to a natural grass field? Sure. But they just built, like, multi-billion dollar stadiums in Atlanta and L.A. and have all these beautiful turf fields that, what are you going to do? You're going to be like, figure out how to put a fucking irrigation system in your dome. (laughs) <laughs> because you got to get rid of your turf. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's something that I have not but, thought twice about ever but until you'll be seeing a lot more conversations about it. Yeah. Now that that happened, because you had a team that they had winning the Super Bowl. Now back to Zach Wilson as their starting quarterback. Yeah. Well, okay. So to kind of continue on the Aaron Rodgers thing, did you see? And I might have sent it to you guys on Instagram. Did you see? So some of the barstool. Sports guys are big Jets guys, and they were. Dude, did you like watch their watch reaction? <laughs> well, so what I was gonna say is they were doing some of their pregame like podcast, sort of video podcast talk show thing about it. And there's a clip that they posted after the game of this Jets fan who works for Barstool, and he's saying he brings up is it Vinny Testaverde uh, who blew right. out his Achilles. Yeah. It was like almost exactly like 20 years ago or yeah. 25 years ago The Jets ago or had hopes to win the Super Bowl. The same sort of situation. They had hopes to win the Super Bowl. He was going to be their quarterback, and then opening night, boom, like blows his Achilles or whatever. Yeah. And he says that before the game. He brings this up, and the guy literally talking to him goes, oh, don't put that bad juju out into the universe or whatever. Boom. And then fucking next thing you know, it, the same thing happens to Aaron Rodgers. So kind of a weird freakish coincidence so there. So you have that, and then do not be a quarterback for the – Washington Redskins. Oh yeah. On I, I got to look up the date, but on a specific date because mm-hmm. you're you're going to have like life-threatening leg injury. It's the Alex Smith and uh Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann injury are like literally like 10 freakishly years. similar yeah. in terms of like what team, what sort of play, the what date, injury, the date, the, the way all the tackle, that stuff. like yeah. everything. It's freakish. The I think it was uh let's see Theismann I think was against the Cowboys. I can't remember. Oh, I think Alex Smith was against the Cowboys. I think it was too. against the same team. I think that was one of the similarities. And it's like so. So don't play quarterback for the Redskins or the Commanders or the football team in Washington or whatever they're going to be called next year, because it's probably going to happen. Either. Yeah, and it was like the same quarter, same yeah. like time on the clock, yeah, same yard line. It was the most really, same absurd down, way that happened. And it's like obviously it was a little bit different injury, but right. both career-ending injuries. Yeah. Well, and still like just the odds of that stuff happening, especially with the Aaron Rodgers Testaverde thing. It's like that. Oh, same franchise. When you hear shit like that, you're like, wow, that, that is really fucking weird. Um, yeah. So if you have any big players on any of your professional sports teams that you really like that got hurt, don't bring up don't, any, don't bring up any previous similarities of injuries that happen to other players um so yeah so the whole thing i mean that kind of just ignited social media last night and jets fans went from having like being the most hyped you could possibly be and having the most confidence in their team to just cratering immediately like three plays into the game and they cratered and then as a fan of football josh allen and the bills are one of my super bowl favorites yeah 
and, and all have, of a la- sudden, have, over the last couple seasons, been really good. Yeah, like, their Josh offense Allen's is usually a high-powered offense. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm just like watching them. This is really fucking bo- – oh, another interception. Oh, another interception. Oh, another interception. Shout out to the Jets' defense, though, because I had him in fantasy. So thanks for going off. But he threw three picks, I believe, all three to the same guy on the Jets. And then he had a, he had a costly fumble at the end of the game. Okay, so, yeah, throughout that game. So he had three picks – he also had two fumbles. They only lost one of them. Yeah, but they lost it at the end of the game, and that but gave it's like, the Jets the ball. And- dude, you could have potentially, had they not gotten the other fumble back, had five turnovers. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So, someone, I heard someone bringing up Josh Allen either plays like he's an elite level, like best in the league quarterback, or plays... Like he's never like he's your eight started string, yeah like, like never he's the wide receiver the that played quarterback when he was nine in ninth grade yeah. and you need an emergency and you're like they were like it's weird it's we it's, it's one or the other with him he's either playing like a yeah. like a Pro Bowl level or he looks like he's never seen a well football I play him in fantasy this this week so I'm sure he'll play like a Pro Bowl level twenty five oh, touchdowns yeah. like well seven thousand so, yards and you you brought up like just how terribly. <laughs> the Bills offense did and just not capitalizing well, so, on the opportunity. So what I was going to say was I think they were up 13 to 3. I left to go to the store. Then all of a sudden it was like 13 to 6. And if you're a Jets fan, that's a one touchdown game. Your offense has looked like ass since yeah. Rodgers went out obviously. But your defense is keeping you in the game. Yeah. And all of a sudden Garrett Wilson with one of the most ridiculous catches I think we'll see all year long. He tips the ball away from the defender. To himself, as he's falling down and catches it, yeah. To I believe that tied the game at that point, or it was sixteen, and then that was thirteen. And you're like, holy shit! This Jets team, even without Aaron Rodgers, is standing toe to toe with the fucking Bills. Resilient. Do I would say we're heavy favorites? Yeah, yeah. As far as the division goes, at least in my personal opinion, I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to have a great year. I kind of thought he was going to. He wasn't going to be the Aaron Rodgers that we were used to seeing. But he would have been solid. But I think they would have been a decent team. I just think the Bills would have been too much. And all of a sudden, I'm like, this fucking Jets team can do it. And all of a sudden, it's a tie game. And I'm like, this Jets team can really fucking do it. And the Bills won the toss. And I'm like, all right, Josh Allen's going to put some shit together and go down, score, and win the game. At that moment, they win the toss, and I'm literally sitting there with Taya because she quit studying and came over and was watching. I'm like, we're going into overtime, I guess. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, there's no way. So we're looking at Dean's fantasy team. And at that moment, he had Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Allen, We we were texting about it. Who both were negative fantasy points at that point. And I'm like, what if – I was like, what if both of his quarterbacks finish negative? There's no way that happens, right? And I'm telling her, I'm like – Nope, there's no way. The Bills won the coin toss. He's gonna Allen's going to get the ball. Yeah. He's going to put a good drive together. He's probably going to throw a touchdown. He'll finish positive. It'll be fine. Three and out. <laughs> that does not happen I think, he, I think he got sacked once. Yeah. And like three and out, and then they punt, and the undrafted free agent rookie returned it for a touchdown. With one of the craziest fucking punt returns. Just setting New York into a frenzy because yeah. four plays into the game, they already threw the talent on their season, and uh-huh. now they're undefeated. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They're undefeated. But, so Zach Wilson, uh, after coming in after Rodgers was hurt, went 14 of 21, 140 yards. He had a touchdown and a pick. He didn't play terrible. Not terribly. He, I mean, he that did, interception was a bad, bad throw. He played well enough to win for the them game. to win. Yeah, for for the defense so, to allow them to win the game, I'll which is this, all you can really hope. The for, Jets' defense is a very good defense that is going to kind of be like the Broncos' defense, where 
they can keep you in games and win you games, but you're going to need the offense to figure out ways to score some points. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to jump ship from that game because, one, it, it wasn't exciting to watch the last five minutes, and the only news that came from it is Aaron Rodgers blew out his Achilles, making it the Bills versus the Dolphins in that division. Yeah. Um, but the Broncos, we we lose 17-16 to in the season opener again, like we did last year, a one-point loss. Our defense keeps us in it, relatively speaking, besides giving up penalties when the – at the end of Kareem Jackson doesn't go for a knockout blow, which he got the knockout. I mean, he accomplished what he was going for. If he doesn't do that, we get the ball back and we have a chance to go down and and win the game with a field goal. Yeah, Um but he, he he literally knocks a guy out because he's head hunting and uh, we lose the game. Yeah, we actually we saw that play at the bar. So we went down. Met King was in town, so we, oh, yeah. we were downtown. So I was like watching it, but not watching it. We were kind of bar hopping a little bit and just like catching up with people and stuff. But well, our new kicker missed a fucking extra point. Oh yeah, I did see that that we missed the extra point early. Which means if he made that, it would have at least been seventeen seventeen. Our defense would yeah. have to play. Stingier because we couldn't give up a field goal. Isn't that funny how that usually works? You and miss, then he missed you miss a an extra point or something like that early in the game, or you miss a field goal or whatever. And then you lose by and one. then you lose by one, or you lose by three. It always comes back like that. It's like, huh? If we would have made that extra point, what would this game have looked like right. late in the game? Um, I guess the encouraging thing is Russell Wilson actually looked pretty solid. Hey, I told people before. I said that wasn't all of Russell Wilson's fault last year. Yeah. Sean Payne's going to put him in places to succeed. Mm-hmm. It's going to be up to Russell to show us that he's making the right throws. And he missed Cortland Sutton on a wide open throw. He underthrew him because he didn't set his feet. But other than that, I don't think he really had any throw where I was like, he only o- had overly seven incompletions. Yeah, he was twenty seven of thirty four for one seventy seven yards and two touchdowns, no picks. But if you're throwing twenty seven so, times for one hundred seventy four yards, you said one hundred seventy seven. Yeah, we, I mean, it's we not had a lot we had zero explosive plays. Our yeah. I think our longest play was twenty one yards, and it was like our first drive of the game. It's like we I mean, got to find a way to have an explosive offense and get explosive plays. To the most receiving yards anyone had on the team was Samaje Perine with four catches for only a total of thirty seven yards. Right, but then if you go look at all of the the biggest like the the biggest play I think in the game was like a twenty one yard completion or something or twenty nine yard completion, mm-hmm. and it's like. Your defense again. If you hold a team to seventeen points, you're putting yourself in a position to win the game. You got to find a way to score points, though. The offense has yeah. to find a way to get in the fucking end zone because, I mean, he threw two touchdowns. Like I said, Russell Wilson didn't play bad. It, it's I don't it know was why. like a B score it, yeah. compared to what he did last year. Most games, I will take that any day. Of the I will week. say, watching them in that game last year, when we lost in Seattle, seventeen to sixteen. I'm like, what the fuck? This year I go, when we get Jerry Judy back, if he can stay healthy with Cortland Sutton staying healthy, if we can get Mims healthy, we just need to get these explosive plays. We need to yeah. get a 45-yard chunk play. We need to. Our O-line didn't seem to block very well for the running game, and then they are like, oh, we got a nice gain there. But fuck, dude, we let Max Crosby just dictate the pocket the whole game. It's like we got to throw a tight end out there to chip him. Yeah, well, we I think slow him the fuck down. I think, um, and we've been talking about this as being one of the main problems for the last several years for the Broncos. How many 
like 16 point and under games have we seen them play out of the last however many seasons. A lot. In our division, you cannot win football games when you're scoring 16 points and less right. every game. Well, think about this, too. It's just not going to get it done. I was telling people last year, I'll agree we were bad, but we're not as bad as some people made us out to be. If we won every one-score game we were in, we were 14-3. and three. We would have been the number one team in the AFC. That's a fucking remarkable thing to think about when you ended with five wins. Right. If we won every one-score game, we would have been 14-3. and three. Yeah. We would have beat the Chiefs both times. Our only losses were Christmas Day or whatever when we got absolutely obliterated by a Rams team, which was ass. <laughs> and then, like, two other games where I think we lost by nine or something. Nine or ten. And it's like, we just got to score points. I just yeah. want to see us score 35 points next that, week against against the Commanders and get the offense some juju. We ha- yeah. It's yeah. A, I will say now as a Broncos fan, next week is a must-win game. Yeah. If the Broncos do not win next week at home again against the Commanders team, and I'm not taking anything away from the Commanders, but their offense is not going to be an offense that should be able to compete with the Broncos. Yeah. If we lose that game this season, I'm going to just throw the fucking towel in already. <laughs> I got Saturdays I can look forward to now, whereas last year it fucking was like Friday night. We were playing softball. I'm like, motherfucker, I got to watch Colorado tomorrow. And then I got to wake up on Sunday and watch the Broncos. Well, I, I like, will this say is this. fucking abysmal. It's the first game into the Sean Payton experiment. So, you know, like, what was that a few years ago in Green Bay where <laughs> Green Bay had a rough start and they were interviewing Rodgers in the locker room and he was like, R-E-L-A-X. Oh, yeah, with Matt LaFleur. Relax, yeah. <laughs> I feel a lot of, of, like, I feel very similar with the whole Sean Payton thing. Sean Payton's a great coach. I think he's really going to get things turned around. It's not going to happen immediately because I know a lot of sports fans, a lot of football fans especially, kind of expect that immediate satisfaction. It's just going to take a little bit of time. We're, we're one just, game into the season. It's a long season. But, but we, my, were, we only lost by one. Right, but when you look at it, you go, okay, the Chiefs looked like complete dog shit on Thursday night. Let's be real. That was – one of the most boring Thursday night games I've ever watched. A yeah. 21-20 win. To the I Lions. thought that game was going to be like a 45-48 thriller, and it was a 21-20 game. The Chiefs don't have a receiver on their team. So if Travis Kelsey doesn't playing, the Chiefs are useless on offense. Him, J- him not playing made a huge difference in that game. I mean, Kadarius Tony can't catch a ball, even if the ball was handed to him with duct tape on it around his hands. So you couldn't hold on to it. <laughs> but – if you're in a division with the Chiefs and the Chargers and you got the teams like the Bills, the Bengals, the Dolphins, you know, I know I'm missing the Jags. They're going to be a good team yeah, this year. Like teams that can put up points. You can't fall behind like 0-2. That's what I'm saying. We yeah. got to win this week because if we go 0-2 and you get like the Dolphins starting 2-0 and, and, you know, some of these teams that – Obviously, we're not behind the Chargers and we're not behind the Chiefs. We're all 0-1. The Raiders are the only yeah. team with a win in the division. But when when you have the teams that are in the AFC, in the AFC, you can't fall behind. And it's like, luckily, all these big name teams I'm naming all lost. Right, right. It was but, a really and and you know we were talking about this before we started recording. It was a very weird week one. It just <laughs> super strange. Like not a lot of things. Like I obviously didn't place any bets. I'm sure you did, but like Oh yeah, I got fucking I, I, wiped. Yeah. 
not at all what anyone who is placing bets would have thought these games, like how they would have gone this weekend. Well, I think the weirdest thing that I kind of noticed was this probably the worst, at least from my memory, the worst weather for every game. Oh, yeah. Like every game, they're like, yeah, it's pouring rain. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's pouring rain in Cleveland. It's pouring yeah, rain. Yeah, the Cleveland weather looked pretty. Yeah, if pretty they weren't sure. in a dome stadium, it rained. It rained here. It rained in New York both nights. Yeah. It rained in Cleveland. I'm pretty sure it was rainy in um, Baltimore. Like, the only game I didn't feel like it rained was Pittsburgh. And it was like, yeah, we're going to rain in Cleveland. We're going to rain everywhere but Pittsburgh. <laughs> and if you're not in a dome, though, you're just getting fucked. Well, I think the the weird thing for me, and you, you notice this if you play fantasy too, is a lot of the big-name quarterbacks just did not play well. Literally all. all of them. So weird. When Aaron Rodgers goes for zero points, this is in our league because we do scoring way different, but in our league when Aaron Rodgers plays three snaps and then tears his <laughs> Achilles and outscores two quarterbacks that played the entire game, you know you did something right. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Negative uh, three, I think. Josh Allen. Negative two. Mahomes did not play well. Joe Burrow played like shit. Joe Burrow, I think, had one. It's like, what is going on this weekend? It was very bizarre. I, I couldn't get a read on it. And, and the only reason I was paying attention Jaylen to Jalen Hurts didn't play very good yeah. either. Like, I have Burrow in my but work league, and I'm like, what is happening Tua Tagovailoa threw for like 9 million yards Tua to Tyreek. balled out. So, okay, and, and I was talking with Caleb because the game was on while we were downtown. We were watching some of the highlights. I'm like, Jesus, dude, fucking Tua's having himself a game. All the Tyreek. He was yeah. like, dude, I am all in on Tua. He's like, remember last season he was doing the same thing before he got hurt? Yep. And I was like, I don't know what they got going down there in, in Miami, but like that, that offense, offense can score. Can score at an insane rate. Yep. So Tua yesterday, they threw the ball 45 times. Well, think about it. You have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Those are two killer receivers. Yeah. So Tua finishes 28 of 45, 466 yards, three touchdowns. He did have one pick. Tyreek has 11 catches for 215 yards and two touchdowns. Dude, he said he wanted to go over 2,000 yards this year, and I think Tua's going to try it. Fucking God, dude. So, I was watching that game, and I'm like, and you know, the Chargers put up 34 points. I mean, that's like right. not too shabby. The Chargers' offense is good, and but not, Miami was just scoring at a clip that yeah, was like ridiculous. They were just scoring at will. Yeah. It's, I mean, it. The way Tyreek played looked like Tyreek on the Chiefs. Yeah. Where he yeah. would just run by people. He's just running and around. As long as like the ball's where he can get to it, he's going to get to it. He's a freak, but man. It's insane watching him play. It's. Um, I was watching that game when they flipped from the Bronco game over to that because they were like, look at this. You know, it was like a thriller yeah. at that point. And they started showing like some Tua highlights, and they were showing him last year compared to this year because last year he got rocked on those hits. Right, right. And so he went and learned jujitsu because that teaches you how to fall. It teaches you how to get tackled or taken down and kind of curl your head to avoid a head or neck injury. Obviously, it's not going to be 100% effective, but when you were watching him take hits and fall, they were like, he is falling graciously to where he's not going to get hurt from that fall. They're like – well, when, he's, hope so. when he's getting hit, he's rolling into the right directions and things like to avoid slant, just like giving up and going like a limp fish and letting them ragdoll you. Yeah, body slamming. They were like showing, they're like, this is the ground. difference from last year to this year. And I'm like, dude, if Tua can stay healthy, this Dolphins <laughs> team could be they might very – their defense needs to figure some shit out. Right, right, right. But they right. could be a very good team. They might be a problem if he stays healthy. 
Well, now you don't have Aaron Rodgers in that division. Right. I don't think the Patriots are anything super special. No. And the way the Bills, the Bills look terrible. Bills look terrible. I think that was a, kind of a freak <laughs> anomaly game for the Bills. At least I would hope so. Well, I think it was. But a, we'll see. I think kind of like you said. I mean, it was an awful game for. Really, I'll say this: the best team of the weekend, in my opinion, was the 49ers. They looked like the most complete team. They handled the Steelers. I've ever seen. Because then Sunday night, people are like, well, what about the Cowboys? They're like, what about the Cowboys? Because the Giants did something no team has ever done in a season in one game. So I, I'll, I might butcher this. I saw a tweet on it. I should have just bookmarked it. The Giants in one game lost by 40 points or more because it was 40 to nothing. I think they lost this. They it was like I gotta look at the sack number because I know that was on there. Well, Dallas had seven sacks. I think I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so it was no team, no team in an entire season has ever lost a game by forty points or more. Given up, I think it was seven or more sacks in the sack differential. Given up a pick six given up a field goal block return for a touchdown, and I think there was one more thing on it. Did they get a punt return for a touchdown too? I don't know. I didn't watch any of that game. I just saw what the Dallas defense did, and I was like, Jesus. But so at least those four things, there might have been another thing on there. But they were like, no team has ever accomplished all of those feats in a season, and they're like, the Giants did that in one game. Wow. I'll see if I can find the tweet because I think I'm missing a stat. But – Holy shit. I saw that and I go, okay. The Giants might have just been that bad that night. Like I'm not saying the Cowboys aren't good or they like are going to be good. Five but fumbles in that game the Giants did. They only lost one of them, but they had five fumbles. And Daniel Jones threw fucking two picks. Right. Man. One was a pick six and they had a field goal blocked return for a touchdown. And it's it's one of seven sacks. So you sit there and you go, okay, were the Giants just not prepared, or is this a Cowboys team that was just like 10 notches above everybody else that day? But I'm like, there's no way a team falls and does everything that I had just said in in one game when no team in the NFL history has done that in an entire season. Yeah, no way. Not uh, in one well, game. So Prescott, Dak Prescott didn't even really have to do anything in that game. He was 13-24, he was 143 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. I mean, he basically just had to be like a game manager out there. Tony Pollard did have two touchdowns. So they had three rushing touchdowns. But, like, basically it was the entire fucking defense just carried them through that game. It was literally the defense. (laughs) So that was the Sunday night game. I didn't watch any of the Rams-Seahawks. Did you see any of that game? Rams put up 30 points. No, but <clears throat> excuse me. I think Stafford threw for almost 380. I, was gonna say Stafford I don't know if he had any numbers. TDs or anything, but I thought the Seahawks would walk away with that. And the Rams were like, no, fuck you guys. We're going to throw up some points, and we're going to fucking beat the Seahawks on the road. Stafford's always capable of that. The Packers beat the Bears 38-20. I didn't get to watch any of that game either, but I guess Jordan Love. Jordan Love was balling. Pretty solid. He was balling, and Justin Fields wasn't. Jordan Love, 15 of 27, 245 yards, three touchdowns in that game. No picks. Nice. Aaron Jones had a pretty good game. Receiving and a rushing touchdown. Yeah. What an interesting first weekend of football. Yeah, like I said, I'm uh, 
Eagles only beat the Patriots by five. Dude, they were up 20. like 19 to nothing in like three minutes to start the game. And all of a sudden I look and I'm like, hey, dad, it's 25-20. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, the Patriots have a chance to win. <laughs> Commanders beat the Cardinals 20-16. to 16. Of course, the Cardinals are playing without uh, Kyler Murray. Dude, the Cardinals are playing without a fucking team. They look yeah. so bad, which makes me go, the Commanders almost lost to the team that's – their over-under win total was two and a half. Good Lord. Out of 17, a pro team has a two and a half win total. <laughs> well, they're halfway there. Trust me, I know. I'm a CU fan, and they've said our win total was three and a half. <laughs> and now Vegas is scrambling. Apparently, Vegas lost $100 million on the CU-Nebraska game. $100 million? $100 million. It was the most heavily bet game in all of sports. All of, all of football, besides the Chiefs and Lions game, the CU-Nebraska game was the most heavily bet on football game of the entire weekend. Wow. It was also the most expensive ticket to get into of any football game of the entire weekend. Wow. Skull buffs, baby. Yeah, dude. We calm here. Down. Calm down. We fucking here. All right. All we right. fucking here. <laughs> we here. Jaguars beat the Colts 31-21. Falcons beat the Panthers 24-10. Dude, so this guy at the bar is this Panthers fan, and he's hammered, and he's trying to talk to me, and he's like so drunk, I can barely understand what he's saying. And I was like, he goes, yeah, we f-. I was like, how'd you guys do today? He goes, we fucking lost to the Falcons. He goes, to some quarterback I've never even heard of. And I was like, well, who is the Falcons quarterback? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> and I look it up, and I'm like, Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Who the fuck is Desmond Ritter? He, he goes, was, I know, my point exactly. <laughs> he was the Cincinnati quarterback when we were getting ready for your yeah. wedding, and we were sitting in the room watching. He was the That's one right. playing in the college football playoff. Okay, okay. Yeah, so what I was going to say earlier, I kind of I kind of made reference to this, but the kind of, you know, you made reference to Aaron Rodgers being kind of like one of the last of the old guard, and there's this kind of passing of the torch. And we've talked about this even last year too about being so excited to see a lot of these young quarterbacks uh, and just how talented a lot of them are. But I'm not going to lie, dude. I was going through yesterday, and obviously there's been some offseason moves. There's some rookies that are playing. There's some, like, second-year guys that are playing. And I was looking at it, and I was like, Honestly, dude, I'm. If you, if you just look at the scores for some of these teams, I couldn't tell you who's the starting quarterback for quite a few of these teams. I just have not tracked like who they have playing. And Desmond Ritter <laughs> for fucking Atlanta is one of them. Bryce Young for Carolina too. I was looking at Carolina yesterday. And I was uh, like, he's Wait. a rookie. This is. First I was like, year. who the fuck is is Carolina's quarterback? And I was like, oh, Bryce Young. Okay. And then I start clicking on all these guys' names, and I'm like, I, I watched these guys play like last right. year, the year before in college. If you don't right. follow the draft, you kind of get like left behind yeah i will say this though on like the whole changing of the guard for quarterback the 2020 draft class for quarterback might go down as the greatest quarterback draft class ever you had joe burrow justin herbert tua um who am i, I know i'm at jordan love and one other fucking who am i missing tua herbert uh burrow love who the fuck am i missing you want me to look it up? Is it only those four? It was 2020. No, there's got to be, yeah. There's got to be more. There's got to be one more I'm missing. I'll look it up. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably think of it before I find it. NFL Draft QBs. Okay. Justin Herbert, Tua, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. That was Jordan the one. Love. That yeah. was Jalen Hurts. Those five QBs. That's pretty impressive. That's a fucking – you have Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts who have played in a Super Bowl already each. Mm-hmm. Um, Tua, if he can stay healthy, 
is We're elite. seeing what he can do. Justin Herbert's great. Justin Herbert he just needs some help around him, I think, a little bit more, and, and we'll really see what he can do. And then Jordan Love, we're really – this is his first year to show what he can do. Looked good yesterday. But – Or, sorry, Sunday. Those five quarterbacks, bro, all in one draft class, you kind of sit there and you go, holy shit, that's a fucking ridiculously stacked draft class for just QBs. And those were the top five QBs. And Jake from State Farm that year. Yep. Was that Jake, Jake Fromm? Jake Fromm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty crazy. I hadn't even I hadn't really looked at that. And then day. you've got the twenty twenty one draft class after that, which was Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, um, Trey Lance. To really just have Trevor Lawrence at this point. We'll see what Justin Fields can do. And Mac Jones. Twenty twenty one. While you look that up, though, let's talk about my car on the Buffaloes. <laughs> you want to vamp about your Buffaloes? Yeah, because I can't cheer about my Broncos yet. They haven't shown me anything. Okay, Wait. 2021. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, who took Zach over Wilson. for Aaron Rodgers last, last night. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills. Yeah, it's really just the first five. But then you got to take out Trey Lance because – that was a swing and a miss by the 49ers. Yeah. But so where's Trey Lance now? Cowboys. Cowboys. Back up. That's right. And everyone's like, great, you're going to have him learn behind Dak, who's going to throw 18 interceptions. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I man. was like, ah, you never know. Maybe he changed it up. I don't know. But speaking about my Buffaloes, for all you haters out there, especially you fucking Nebraska fans, how the fuck did that feel, huh? <laughs> shit cans. I mean, did anyone outside of Nebraska really think Nebraska was going to beat CU? Well, so everyone thought that they were going to beat CU. They were eight or nine point favorites going into the TCU game. Nebraska was. And then as soon as CU beats the three touchdown favorite TCU Horn Frogs, CU became like a one and a half point favorite over Nebraska. So it's one of those things like. That's it over <laughs> Nebraska? Nebraska hasn't been very good the last yeah. few years, right? But I mean, CU no one's been a one in a CU last year's CU team was the worst college football team in the history of college football. I'll go down saying that. I no, I think you it, you it brought was, up some stats. That, I mean, it you was could the actually most, argue that, it was yeah. the most painful thing. Like, and and I'm not a Deion Sanders like bandwagon fan, right? I have been, and you can attest to it. Oh yeah, anyone that knows me can attest. Since the day I was born, because my dad went to see you and cheered for <laughs> see you. The day I was born, I was a Colorado <laughs> Buffalo fan. I have never cheered for another college team besides the college I went to, but it's Division Two, so it doesn't fucking matter. I've always cheered for CU, and I have always been hurt and let down in my lifetime when when I've been able to comprehend what's going on. CU has sucked. Besides in 2016. Yep. And we get Deion Sanders, and everyone's like, you're going to suck again. I'm like, I don't know. We have 80 new people. Like, I'm going to be optimistic. It's a completely different program. We're going to compete. Yeah. Do I think we're going to – I mean, I told you this on our body, the, the college football one. I go, do I think we're going to beat TCU? I, I can't tell you we're going to. Do I think we can? Oh, yeah, we have the talent to, but yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, you could put your mortgage yeah, on it that we're going to beat game TCU. One it's game one of the whole thing. It's I like, need to see them play before happen, I can yeah. really sit here and go – all right, look out Oregon, look out USC, and then it, it you know that game happened, and I'm like, okay, we we can compete. And well, every, everyone's always like, well, slow down. That's not TCU from last year, though. I'm like, I'm not saying it is TCU from last year, but don't forget TCU was in the national championship game last year. 
CU was one and eleven last year. Yeah, yeah. Like, <sighs> well, come on, guys. You're sitting at two and zero, oh and you're ranked eighteen in the nation. We should so. be three and zero oh at the end of this week. We play Colorado State. It's not a game we should look over. We need to fucking we need to put up like sixty three on them. It needs to be like yeah, a sixty three yeah. to seven type game because then we go on the road to Oregon. That's gonna be tough. But Oregon hasn't looked that great. They played Portland State, who they beat eighty one to seven. Because you know, let's, let's play these podunk schools, and then Texas Tech had them on the ropes, almost beat them, threw a pick six to lose thirty eight to thirty. Yeah, the the Oregon game and USC back to back is going to be tough for CU. That's that's going to be if, like kind of make or break what's going on there. Well, I wouldn't say make or break if we can compete against Oregon on the road. Like if it's a one score game and we lose, I would tell people, hey. Don't sleep on this team to to upset USC next week. I think that if we can stay healthy, because depth is our biggest concern, um, I, I think we could legit shock the world. I'm not saying we're going to be a playoff team, but if we get through Oregon and USC undefeated, <sighs> and we cannot get a you know the team doesn't get ahead of themselves, we could legit be a playoff team. I don't. I don't USC think it's going to happen. Is real fucking good. Yeah, but who have they played? Well, I was just looking. So they they win game one, fifty six twenty eight over San Jose State. Yeah. Game two, sixty six to fourteen over Nevada. Yeah. Game three, fifty six to ten over Stanford. So I mean, they yeah. haven't played anyone worth a shit. And, and Stanford is a is not a good team this year. Yeah. No. So they th- play ASU this upcoming weekend, and then they play CU the following weekend. Right. So it's one of those like. So really, their first ranked matchup is going to be against CU. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't really played anyone, but I mean, they look really good. Their they offense looks good, but they haven't played. Yeah, it's really good. it's hard to. So so let this sink in. The Nevada starting quarterback was the CU one of the CU starting quarterbacks from last year. Mm. If that tells you anything about who they were playing. So it's one of those things like, it's kind of the same, like Alabama. They played. They didn't really play anybody the first week of the season, and all of a sudden you get fucking Texas coming in your Shout fucking out to the Texas fucking Longhorns in your fucking home, the Crimson Tide, doing every college football fan in the nation a favor outside of Tuscaloosa. <laughs> see, I'm not a fan of Texas, but it was kind of nice. It's it's kind of nice to see the fucking Giants fall, dude. I don't like, give a fuck who beats Bama. Whoever beats Bama, <laughs> I'm tide. on board. Fucking roll tide. And I used to love Texas back in the day. I'm still I'm still kind of like secretly a Texas fan. I don't um, like Texas. Uh, at all, but it, like I said, it's nice to see the Giants fall. Like, yeah, it's, well, and it, I it was would be fun to too. see the changing of the guard. I was thinking this too. That shows that Texas can actually compete against these SEC schools, in which, uh, in which case, they're playing in that conference starting next season. So, or it shows that that was their one game, and yeah, Alabama's not the Bama yeah. of old. It's like let's, yeah. but that's the thing too. Alabama hasn't looked that good this year with their new quarterback. They got rid of you know Bryce Young went to the NFL. Same with Georgia. They haven't looked like. Their defense is great, but their offense is like, who's going to kind of – and Ohio State, who's going to get them going? So the new rankings after this past weekend, because a lot of stuff shifted around, you got Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Texas, USC is your top five. Then you got Ohio State, Penn State, Washington, Notre Dame, and Bama dropped all the way down to number 10. I would look out if, – if I was – if I was anyone – um, how how, does, how should I word this? If I was anyone trying to 
lock in a safe bet. I would say Florida State in the national championship game, the way they're playing, mm. might be a safe bet. They Ooh, look they played really good. Look right now. So, oh, yeah, that's right. They played the opening the Labor Day weekend game against LSU, 45-24. Yeah. To to they, they won. They look really against good. A then number five ranked LSU team. And they played Southern Miss, who, you know, they should blow out. They, yeah. It was 66-13. It's, it's not a challenging matchup for them. But they got Boston College coming up this weekend. And they play Clemson the week after. If they, beat, Tech. If, if they beat Clemson, they should go undefeated this year. I was going to say, then they got Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, who is ranked, uh, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, who is now ranked, North Alabama, and then Florida to finish the season. They they should end undefeated if they can beat Clemson because Clemson didn't look good either. Clemson lost Clemson to Duke. Lost to Duke like handily, wasn't it? Like twenty eight to seven yeah, or something. It wasn't. Like, it wasn't a good game by Clemson, that's for sure. And they're they dropped out of the rankings completely after that. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of fun to see the changing in college football, but it's it's kind of crazy too with how the Pac-12 will not exist ne- – or the, the Pac-12 as we know it won't exist next year, but eight out of the 12 teams are ranked right now. Yeah, I was going to say, because as currently for the rankings – Everybody but Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, and um, Stanford Stanford, are right? Yeah, because yep. you got USC, Washington. Utah, Oregon. Utah, Oregon. Oregon State. Oregon State. Colorado. CU. UCLA. Uh, UCLA and Washington State. And Washington State, State sne- sneaks in at 25. Yeah, because Washington State and UCLA were previously unranked. Yep. They're in there now. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Go out with a bang, Pac-12. <laughs> as as one of the articles, because I follow everything, of course, with CU. I'm watching all their videos. As one of the articles go, this is great for the Pac-12, though. These teams are showing out. When they have the national spotlight right now. Right, right. When you play Colorado, you were going to have the national spotlight, so you better show out. Or at least, you know, do something crazy that people are going to talk about you instead of Colorado. Because I think the Colorado-Nebraska game had almost 9 million viewers. Was the It was the top 10 most watched college football game ever on Fox. It was like like they, they, they were like top – 10 or 3 for all sorts of statistical categories. And I'm like, yeah, because Prime, you know, Coach Prime is bringing everybody. If you're not a CU fan, but you, besides me, you've heard a lot about Colorado if you are following anything with college football. Yeah, I mean, anywhere you look, I was was saying this this weekend. I was like, you know, I'm not a CU fan by any stretch of the imagination. And I, I, I was literally explaining this too. I was like, it's not that I've, it's not that I dislike CU. I've never disliked them. I'm just kind of indifferent. I just yeah. don't really care. I just that, that program's never meant anything to me. But I'm watching this year. I want to pay attention. I want to see how this goes. I'm like, all right, you got me intrigued. I want to see. I want to see. That's what the this thing. Looks like. Everyone yeah. after everyone, no one believed. I believed, but I was you know I had that little bit of hesitation because I needed to see him play. No one believed, and now everyone's like, this is the real deal. And I'm like, well, let's. Let's beat Colorado State first, and then we got yeah. a real big test in Oregon. If we yeah. beat Oregon and we go into USC, you know, our home game against USC undefeated, that should be two top ten teams going at it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fucking game. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be a high-scoring, yeah. offensive fucking – And you got 
you're probably going to have a couple of like Heisman Trophy candidates. You'll have three playing in the, the game. Field. You'll have Shadur, yeah. you'll have Caleb Williams, yeah. and you'll have Travis Hunter. Because yeah. Travis Hunter is the best player in college football. I'll put that out there right now. He is the best player in college football. No, just look at you. Don't, you're just like vibrating with excitement dude, over there. <laughs> it has been so long. We've had one winning season since since joining the Pac-12. Well, tech, okay, quote unquote, two winning seasons. I think we were four and two in the COVID season and went went and lost in the Alamo Bowl to Texas or something. But I'm not counting that. Yeah, because let's be real, it was just a bullshit year for everyone. Um, 2016, we were ranked 10th nationally. Went to the Pac-12 championship, got smoked by Washington, really banged up, lost the Alamo Bowl to Oklahoma State. Other than that, I can't tell you the last time I've watched a bowl game. Like, legit watched to see you in a bowl game. It had to have been late 2000s or mid-2000s and, like, the El Paso Bowl or the Texas Bowl, whatever the fuck it's called. I've seen a New Mexico State bowl game <laughs> more recently than you've seen a CU bowl game. Yeah, 2020 was – and like I said, I'm New putting Mexico quotes State won on that. the bowl game last year. Yeah, and like I said, I'm putting quotes on it because I don't – you know, it was yeah, yeah. COVID season, but it really showed that we weren't that good of a team. But, yeah, it's fucking it – was, it's been miserable to be a CU fan. Like, So, long story short, Saturdays are exciting for you Saturdays right are exciting. Sundays, and the Sundays, verdict's still the out, verdict's I guess. still out, yeah. but this past Sunday was like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. But yeah, Saturdays I really, I really, really hope the Broncos can turn it around. So, speaking of Colorado sports that are frustrating, uh, neither neither you or myself follow baseball that closely anymore. But so Kayla and Caleb went to the Rockies game on uh, what was it last night, and they were playing the Cubs mm-hmm. here here in Denver. And I was texting Caleb about it. and He goes, "Dude, I've never been to a Rockies game that had more fans of the opposing team at it." He goes, "It's probably eighty five percent." Cubs fans I'll in say the stadium right now. Cubs and then probably any California team will have more fans. Yeah, and I was like, well, dude, it doesn't surprise me. The the Rockies are terrible. They are terrible. Which is crazy too, because if they put out a good team on the field, it would be so they, exciting. They would have watch. one of the best fan if yes. not the best fan base in all of baseball. Would you like because to hear their record? Are they like fifty six and like eighty one or something? Because like I that. looked it up the other day. They are fifty-one and ninety-two. That was close. I gave them a little bit. Bound. They hey, are they're tied four-four. Thirty-six though. games back from first in the NL West. You know, I joked with my mom. I was like, "If you ever want a sure bet, just bet against the Rockies." Every time I bet against the Rockies, they've won. And I'm like, "You motherfuckers, <laughs> dude!" I don't know. I just you brought up like you know we're all we're all hoping the Broncos really turn it around this year and get back in the playoffs and kind of get some of that excitement about Broncos football back because now we got. CU football's doing well. I mean, shit, in the last couple of years, the Denver Nuggets, well, the Avalanche, so, DU's hockey team. It's like, come on, Broncos. Let's fucking so in, pick up some of the slack here. So in 2022, you had the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. DU won the National Championship for Hockey. The Mammoth won the National Lacrosse League Championship. 2023, you have the Nuggets winning. Nuggets win the NBA title. NBA title, first ever. You have uh, Wyndham Clark went and won the U.S. Open for golf. There's a big thing for people like me who like yeah. to watch golf. He's from Colorado, so that's another Colorado. You know, yeah, we can like we can hang of, our hat on it. We're like, yeah, a lot of success here recently. Colorado hires Deion Sanders, and we are seeing the effects of it. Yeah. Like, because to deviate real quick, people are like, how is Colorado going to keep Deion Sanders there? What if Alabama? Because as soon as Alabama lost, they go, is Deion Sanders going to Alabama? And I'm like, I don't think he 
cares. He doesn't want yeah. money. He's not in it for the money. We're paying him almost $7 million a year. And with how much money he's brought in, I'm sure our athletic department could be like, we can up you and your yeah, assistant yeah. coaches X amount of millions more to yeah. keep you here because of what you're doing. And I don't, like I said, I don't, he's not in it for the money. But what he's doing, he's putting Colorado football on the map. This is a great thing for Colorado State coming up this weekend. Nationally televised game on ESPN. I was going to say it's prime time. It's big, 8 p.m. Saturday night on well, ESPN. Not prime time, but you got big noon kickoff staying here. This will be the third week it's been with the Colorado Buffaloes. You have college game day here for Colorado State, an 8 o'clock game. Yeah. Next week you play Oregon at, on ABC at 1.30. That's a fucking prime time game in right. college football. Right. Then – even if you're three and one coming back home to play USC, I guarantee you college game day or big noon kickoff will be back here again. Yeah, and the national spotlight will be on Colorado USC. That will be the biggest college football game of the year so far. Air Force always had a good fucking football team. Very, I think they're two and zero. Oh. Colorado sports are doing great. Then you, you then you have, have the, the Rockies. Rockies. <laughs> And they're, it's like they're really the one that's like glaringly obvious right now. It's they're like, really bad, and the Rapids to, are really bad. You need to fucking do something about. Let's this. be real. The MLS, if they only care about Messi, so it's all the MLS is all about Messi. They're like, hey, look at the Rapids. They have like 19 points, and the leaders have 65. And you're like, no, they're really bad. But do you see Miami sign Messi? And like, yeah, let's talk about Miami and Messi. You're like, yeah, no one gives a fuck about the Rapids. <laughs> But the Rockies are fucking abysmal, dude. It's so bad. Like they've been bad recently. This is like really, really bad. This is like this is like sell the, the team. Bad. Yeah, this is sell the team bad. Like come but on, dude. The owners won't sell the team. So many people are like, just sell the fucking team to someone that will take care of this team. Like my my yeah, I, and we've talked about this before. My thing is like it. It honestly seems like. And King was in town this weekend. We were ta- we were talking about it because we were literally staring at Coors Field from the rooftop of one of those bars. I'm like, dude, it feels like the ownership of the Rockies is actively trying to have the worst team possible. They're that's making, the thing that's frustrating. They're like, making a lot of money, and it, they're just yeah. they're they're content with being like, we don't need to spend our money on players. Yeah, it's like y- you watch bad teams in other sports in other cities, and you will see the general management of those franchises make moves to right. put them in a position to then be better. Even if it's on. a rebuild in like three years. Even if years, it's a rebuild, yeah, they're working towards something. We traded they're the trying. best third baseman in all of baseball for a pitcher that I don't know if he's had a winning record since the trade, and we sent $50 million. Let me repeat that. The best third baseman in all of baseball in Nolan Arenado was traded to the Cardinals with $50 million in cash for a pitcher that I don't think has had a winning record. Yeah. Like, huh? if you're making moves like that, you're clearly not interested in trying to win more baseball games. Let's just put it this way. That would be the Chiefs trading... The uh, see so you can't go to the Broncos. That'd be the Chiefs trading the Colts, Patrick Mahomes, for um, Mo Ali Cox, the tight end. That that was pretty much the trade. Yeah, and the Chiefs and, and giving the Chiefs them giving them money to keep yeah. Mahomes' contract <laughs> yeah. off the books of of the Colts. That's how bad the everyone Rockies everyone would be like. Uh, are the Chiefs trying to be bad? Like, what are they doing? They're like, no, they think this is a good rebuilding yeah. move. And you're like, like, are you I'm high? S- I'm sorry. Can we, like, talk about this? And they're like, no, it was a great move. And you're like, I, I'm not a big baseball guy. I don't know, guy, man. Don't it's so frustrating. I, I talk to people all the time. Like, look, I'm not a big baseball guy. I used to watch it a lot. I basically barely pay attention now. 
it is fun to go to Coors Field and watch games. Oh, yeah. during baseball the games are the easiest it's games a, it's to go to. It's a fun to. vibe. It's cheap. It's cheap. It's easy to get to. But it would be so much better if the team was actually competitive. Yeah. Because you could be there in the stadium having your fun vibe, drinking beers, talking with your friends, eating hot dogs, whatever. And cheering and for not the team. And also watching winning <laughs> baseball. Right. Yeah, and not being like, well, we fucking lost again. Well, think about this, 90 too. second loss of the season. Kind of like a, a perfect um, note. The Avalanche had arguably the worst team in the salary cap era of the NHL back in, what was it? 2016-17. I might be getting my years mixed up. Um, they had 49 points. So in hockey, you get two points for a win, one point for an overtime or shootout loss. They had 49. They played 82 games. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. The next year, they went to the playoffs. The year after that, they went to the playoffs, made it to the second round after upsetting the Calgary Flames in the first round, who was the first overall seed. You started to see this team put pieces together. The worst team ever where they was like, we got to trade everybody. <laughs> To now they're a perennial Stanley Cup contender. We've won a cup within what? It was five or six years of being the worst team ever to being the best team. Yeah. So it's clearly possible. Like you can make those it's, rebuilding choices. Right. It's just if you want to win. Around. Yeah. I mean, look at the Nuggets. The Nuggets used to suck ass too. Right. And then right. all of a sudden now we're the face of the Western Conference. Yeah. It's and definitely possible. We sh- I don't want to say it. We have a good chance to repeat. I'll, I'll put it that way. We have a good yeah, chance yeah, to yeah. repeat. But the best talking to college sports is uh, Carter Buffaloes and Coach Prime. <laughs> Do you have anything else we want to cover college football or NFL-wise that we didn't already chat about? Um, Don't follow my bets. It was a weird weekend it of NFL football. It was the weirdest fucking yeah. – so apparently one guy actually speaking about betting, he bet every over-under on the weekend, and he hit all of them leading into last night's game, and he had the under – Oh, a five five dollar bet to cash out like sixteen grand. Yeah, it was. It's all over Twitter. He had, wow. It was a five dollar bet to cash out sixteen. He goes, "I'm not fucking cashing it out" because he could have cashed it out for like seventy five hundred dollars. Uh-huh. A five dollar bet to seventy five hundred dollars is fucking. That's yeah, a that's payout. A, that's, that's amazing. Huge. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm over here just trying to hit like a three hundred dollar parlay right, and be like, right. "Woo!" Yeah. This dude had seven grand available for cash out, and he goes, "Fuck that! I'm riding it all the way." Send it. And he bet the under in last night's game. And if I was him and I bet the under in last night's game and I saw Aaron Rodgers tear his Achilles on the third play of the game, I would have been like, that's a fucking lock. Yeah. No one's scoring 49 points today. And then he's just sitting there watching that punt return for touchdown in overtime just being like, I fucking hate my life. (laughs) No, because as soon as they went to overtime, if you think about it, they went to overtime 16-16. So it was... Oh, so he was already fucked by then? No, it was 32. He bet the under. Okay. So the over-under was – they had to score 49 to break his bet, and they went into overtime at 32. There's no way 17 points were being scored in overtime. Oh, okay, okay. I see So he's I he's fucking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, wow, fuck yeah. And now apparently he's trying to start like his own betting thing, and I'm like, listen here, guy. You like, got lucky. Yeah, yeah. You, he, Let's take it easy before you start taking a bunch round, of people's yeah. fucking money because yeah. you hit a $16,000 fucking bet. Because yeah. I guarantee you, if you're a better like I am, you'll probably lose 90 He's, he's going to give all of it back. That's how it works. Yeah, I know I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure you do, bud. That's called cash out at least 15000 yeah. of that, and yeah. then try and make your 1000 last the rest of the football season. Right, right. No, and I mean, if you just place $5 little parlay bets, it should, you know. Oh, you should hope. be fine with 1000 bucks. <laughs> you fucking hope. 
until he places a thousand dollar bet, and you're like, see, this oh, is why no. I don't, I don't sports bet, man. I, like, so, I, I play fantasy. I don't bet on anything. Obviously, we do not condone betting if you're underage, but sport. I will say, sports betting makes watching the games more stressful and not as yeah, just like yeah. relaxing, which stresses me out. I don't need that because you're like, sitting I don't here need to and be you're just like, on the edge of my seat, like being like rooting against anyone scoring any more points. Like, I don't care. I just, I'm looking at, I got enough to worry about with my fantasy rosters in two different leagues. I'm like, <laughs> also, I don't need more shit. The be. college football, I think it was week one. I think it was West Virginia playing Penn State. Um, someone bet the under and Penn State was up like 26 to 10 or something with like 38 seconds left. It was like fourth and five and they score a touchdown. And the over under or no, I think they bet the West Virginia point spread. Oh, West Virginia okay, was okay, covering okay. the point spread. Yeah, yeah. And it was like fourth and eight. And the guy's like, just take a knee. West Virginia's right. probably gonna take a knee. You're like, you already won the game, Penn State. Yeah. And Penn State scored. And this dude's like rips his TV off the wall, like snaps it over his knee. He's like <laughs> freaking out. He goes, Why the fuck would you go for it on fourth and eight? You already won See, the fucking game. And that, I'm like, that's, that's the, the shit sh- that gets you though, because yeah. you're sitting there, you're like, I don't Oh need yeah. That in my life. You're like, I have the under, I have the under. Please miss the extra point. And you're like, out of all the kickers in college football to not miss an extra point, you're the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I had him scoring <laughs> 48, guy. and you kicked the extra point to make it 49. Right. Now I'm fucked. Yeah. By the way, you scored that with three seconds left in the game in a 56-7 to seven blowout. Right, right. Thanks. And they're like, See, that's the, I don't welcome. need that in my life because as a non- betting person i'm just sitting there watching that game be like oh okay whatever the game's over now no, blow it out. The, like, the, i will say the worst it's not two teams that i'm paying attention to this game doesn't mean anything to me the worst is March meanwhile th- some guy in his fucking house is ripping his tv oh, yeah. off his wall the worst is like college football you can kind of feel upsets coming right yeah. you can kind of predict like they haven't looked good and this team looks like they're clicking it's not going to be you know or it's like okay i thought they were going to get upset and they lost and they won 65 to 3 Fucking March Madness, bro. You're sitting there like, I'm going to take the number two over the 15 seed. I'm going to have them covering a 19-point spread. And you turn the game on, and there's like four minutes left in the second half. You're like, they're (laughs) down by three. (laughs) I had them winning by 20. Right, right. And you're like, what the the fuck? fuck? You're a 15 seed. And then you're like, and you lose? What the? Now my bracket's fucking busted. My parlay got fucking wrecked. What the fuck am I supposed to do? See, that's why, like, the only sports betting I do is during March Madness. And I've I've explained the whole setup to you. And anyone who's listened to our March Madness episodes has explained it. I put in, like, a grand total of, like, I don't know. It's, like, 75 bucks or 100 bucks, maybe. Maybe it's gone up recently. But it's not even, like, sports betting. It's, like, a fantasy. It's, like, fantasy It's basically, like, fantasy. And it's spread across, like, eight teams. So it's not all on one game. And I'm not not betting, like, point spreads. It's just, like, straight up I'm betting – for one team to make it, you know, as far well, as they can, and like that's the only betting I do, and even that is stressful enough to me. Like, I'm like my, you know, because then you're fucking the whole time being like, "Fuck, four of my teams have already got knocked out. I'm not going to be in the money," and you're just stressed the whole time. My my break into sports betting was senior year in college. My ex and I we went to Vegas because she was coaching a softball tournament out there, and um. The casino next door to where we were staying had a sports book, and it was March Madness. Oh, so yeah. I was in Vegas during March Madness. Just like a fucking By the way, we need to make that a guy's trip we one year. Sh- I've never done Vegas that. Vegas during March Madness because yeah. it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I've never sports bet before. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to like put the tickets in or anything. Like That was all new to me. Yeah. So I asked a gentleman. I'm like, hey, can I like ask you, like, have you sports? He goes, 
dude, I just hit $48,000. And it's like, he's like, I'm riding a high. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, he's like, let's fucking go. And I'm man. like, all right, man. Let me I'm take like, you under my wing. And, and so he did. Like, we literally sat there. We had like five beers. Uh, my ex was with my parents. They were out like shopping with my grandparents. They, all, they wanted to go shopping. I'm like, nah, fine. I want a sports bet and watch basketball. <laughs> Matt's already addicted. So He's I'm just mainlining I'm, it. I'm at the sports book, and me and this guy are drinking beers left and right. And I built out a five leg parlay with him and submitted it. I think I put $50 in. He talked me into 50 I wanted to just do five. But he goes, no, trust me. He goes, if they lose, I'll give you your $50 back. Because. All the games we were putting money on were about to start. Yeah. So I yeah. do this. I put it in, and I'm like, all right. Four legs of the parlay are all, like, solid. I mean, like, they would have to call the game off. Like, everyone would have to die on one team. And, like, well, they forfeit now. And I'd be like, no, they don't. No, 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 they don't. <laughs> and it all came down to Iowa. And this was the only game that I had picked. I had Iowa covering an eight-point spread. Okay. Iowa drilled a three at the buzzer. To lose by seven. Oh, my so God. So, me and this guy, he did the same parlay with me. He put a lot more money out there, though. <laughs> we're, we're going crazy in this fucking sports book. Like, high-fiving. Like, I gave him a big hug. I, I was ecstatic because it was like a $700 payout, yeah. which to me, I was like, that's a fucking lot of money. Yeah. And then you hindsight, I'm like, $50 to $700, that's not that big. And then I'm like, no, nah, it's still a good payout. Yeah, that's nice. And I was like super ecstatic, and that's what got me fucking hooked. And now here you are today. Because I won my first ever bet, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this generate. is easy. And now I'm like, <laughs> just one more. All it takes is a $5 bet to hit 16000 and I'm break even for the last three weeks. I'm just kidding. That's not that's not how much I bet. That's well, you took me through your whole oh my whole spiel. Yeah, yeah. You're, you 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 track all the parlay bets. Yeah, I like to, I like to see where I fuck up. And, and there was not a lot of wins on how there. many I mean, twenty five leg parlays I hit yeah. twenty four out of twenty five and yeah, lose yeah. by one. It's almost like the people who uh, set those odds know what they're talking about. It's almost like the whole system okay. is designed to take money from people like you, Matt. That's crazy. So I brought this up to my parents. And it's a maybe we save it for another podcast. Okay. But with all of the professional sports leagues, the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, all becoming partners with sports books, it made me start to think when, like, Arian Foster went on and said that the NFL is rigged and mm. that it's scripted and everyone, like, gave him shit and everything. I mean, your brother played in the NFL and I don't think he ever saw a script of what yeah, no. was, he was going to see. But the more, like, I don't think it's scripted, but the more these partnerships with these casinos come into hand, the more and more I sit there and I go, well, wait a second, though, because the team that's plus 5,000 that no one put any money on, Mm -hmm. everyone's putting all these massive wagers on this team because they're at minus 10,000 odds. So it's a guaranteed win in the eyes of the sports book. They're like, we can make $100 if we let the plus 5,000 odds win. Mm -hmm compared to what we're going to lose. And all of a sudden you start to see like shifts in the way games are played and or called or called the way play, like the whole Iowa, Iowa state, they're all getting suspended for betting on games last year. And it's like, so they're going to start to alter the way. Oh, I don't want to score at the end of the game. I'm going to fall down at the one yard line and we're just going to take a knee. Like, well, and that's always been a concern, and the NBA used to have real legitimate problems. Oh, yeah, the with referees were awful. With, there. like, crooked refs and stuff. And I think it's only going to become, it's become more, more, and more prevalent because 
sports gambling is becoming way way more it's, way more readily it's, available it's and more, more prevalent it's, than it's it not ever just, used to be. It's not just in Atlantic City it's a or massive Vegas. industry now. It's massive industry. I, I signed up for fifteen sports books because I was trying to find Heisman odds and I couldn't. Yeah. I think I had to go to Vegas to place those, but I signed up for fifteen. Yeah. I didn't make a deposit obviously in all fifteen because that's just way too much to track, but I signed up for fifteen all on my phone, all within like an hour. Right. And there's what, like twenty states or something that legalize sports gambling? Like I start to go, now things are gonna start to look fucking fishy when certain yeah. things Well play see, out. that's another reason why like I don't I just don't need that kind of stress in my life. I I have enough stress watching the teams that I want to root for and keeping track of my fantasy guys and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't need the added pressure of like, oh my god, I'm one, you know, leg of this parlay away from winning two thousand dollars. And then you're sitting you know, there like crossing your fingers. You're like, I should have just gotten out. Yeah, and then some bullshit happens. Like, I don't need that. You're I like, that I just knowledge. need Aaron Rodgers to throw a touchdown. And you're like, no, fuck me. <laughs> I guess not throwing a touchdown tonight. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's uh, maybe that's another podcast because I could go really in depth on how I could see this truly affecting. It's not a bad idea, and I don't. It's a world that I don't know a lot about because I don't. I don't gamble on sports, so it would be kind of interesting. Maybe we could like do a little bit of research on like how much it's grown in recent years. Because I mean, just to the the average consumer, I mean, you just watch any sporting event, watch the commercials, all oh, the yeah. ad breaks, FanDuel, DraftKings, the amount of Caesars, yeah. BetMGM, yep. Bet three six five, you Point see Bet, sports books is insane. Barstool, like it's insane. It's and it's and, all happening they're all, in the last few years. And they all have their partnership. They're yep. like partner yep. with the NFL. Yep. And the official like, partner of the NFL. Yeah. So how much yeah. money is the NFL getting from right. people betting their hard-earned money on games that the NFL can now start to dictate yeah. how it goes? Yeah. Like I'm not saying that's how it's going to be, but but you can see how that you can start I, I can see how it's going to start yeah. to easily affect all professional sports. Yeah. 100%. Whereas when I first bet was back in. I mean, you had to have a bookie to place the bets through. Right. And if you didn't pay them, you probably just got killed. <laughs> I bet my th- shit in person in Vegas because that's the only way you could do it, and that was in 2016. Right. Now I can just fucking open my phone and it's just, just scroll with, through Within a two things. minutes, I have 25 yeah. parlays put out. Right. And I'm like, all right, I'm set for the whole fucking week. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is ridiculously easy. Yeah. It's super easy to deposit money. Yep. It's like, and then you're like, well, that's why they got to, anytime you hear those, I hear a lot of the ads for the, for the sports books on podcasts. And that's why mm-hmm. after they read the ad each time, it's like 30 more seconds of disclaimers about like gambling addiction, call such and such hotline. Right. And the thing also, by the way, just a note to any of those fucking, not that any of them are going to be listening, but what any of those sports books that do ads on podcasts and stuff. Do we have to read through the fucking different hotline, the gambler's addiction hotline for every state? And also, why is it different in every state? Shouldn't there just be like a fucking national it's, one? It's probably like the area code. Like, do I need to fucking hear what Nevada's gambling hotline is when I live in Colorado? Do we have to go through 30 different hotlines? Yeah, because the they don't know where you're listening to the podcast. Oh, my God. I also feel the same way about listening uh, to, which is, this is like a whole other thing, but... 
ads for uh, medications like oh, on dude. TV, like commercials. Do you know we're the only country in the world that has pharmaceutical advertisements on TVs? And well, it's like us that? in New Zealand or something, right? Like, like we're the only two in the entire world. Well, why are we that. propping up yeah. shit like this? Like that should just but be you between go, the person and the doctor. You're sitting there as a fucking normal person who doesn't have Crohn's or whatever, right. and yet you have to hear all the fucking side effects of whatever medication dude. that someone could take if they had Crohn's. And it's got to be two and a half right. minutes of you just listening to side effects of a medication you might never take in your entire life. Watching people who don't have it be super happy during a right, commercial. Right, right. You're like, guys, can we get back to the football game? I got a 22 leg parlay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's also like the same shit, though. It's like noon and you're watching college football and they bring up like an antidepressant, which people need those, right? Those help right, people. Right. But then they're like, may increase the chance of suicide. And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> this should be shit that just the doctor and patient talk about. That's my thing. I'm like, that's really depressing look, to hear that someone fighting depression could be given medicine yeah. to make them more depressed. It's like, look, if my thing is just, if I have eczema, I'll talk to my doctor and <laughs> right. ask, hey, is there any medication I should take for eczema? Right. They're gonna they're gonna be like, hey, I don't you should need take to, this. As a person who doesn't have eczema, listen to the side effects of a medication to treat eczema. Right. On a fucking commercial break. For an NFL football game. Right. And then or after that, you got to hear Whopper, Whopper, yeah. Whopper, <laughs> Just right after. I fucking hate those commercials so or, much. Or you get the ones where it's like an old dude and they're like, yeah, Viagra. And it's like, that's something that when the dude couldn't get it up the first time, he talks to his doctor right. about. Right, Not something that my six-year-old kid needs yeah. to watch while I'm watching football at 2.25 yeah. in the afternoon. <laughs> Do we really need to bring up the topic of erectile dysfunction right. <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon? Primetime hey, football? The pharmaceutical industry oh, is the fucking man. pinnacle of bullshit. So. Dude, I, I actually, speaking of that, I haven't... Um, I haven't seen as many like Viagra and Cialis commercials recently. I wonder if that industry is taking a little bit of a hit. <laughs> I wanted to say something <laughs> so bad. Uh, it is taking a big hit, but the pharmaceutical industry is making a lot more money from it. I'll just put it that way. Okay. Um, should we wrap up? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're we're on a wait. We're talking about yeah. Viagra commercials. <laughs> <laughs> at least we're saying at least during football games. Well, I was I was talking with someone the other day, and they were asking about. Uh, they asked if I had seen Oppenheimer, and I was like, oh, well, we did an oh, so episode good. on the podcast about Oppenheimer. And they're like, oh, I'll have to check it out. And I was like, be warned, we do go on a fucking really long <laughs> random rant that has nothing to do with Oppenheimer in the middle of that episode, so just know that going in. I was like, we do we do bring it back, and we talk about Oppenheimer again at the end, but there's Dude, a long stretch there where we get very sidetracked. That's where like, when I go to put some of these titles in, I'm like, what the fuck do I title this? Because we said <laughs> we we're going to talk about this, and then... All of a sudden, it's like we talk about it for 15 minutes, but the rest of the hour is yeah, just like yeah. great conversation. Yeah, but not but exactly not what we exactly started what off. We said we were going to talk about just like this one. We started off. Well, we did it's, do a lot of football talk. We did NFL, yeah, a lot of we, college, yeah. and then we ended with Viagra and Cialis. Yeah. So I don't know how you guys during know, during football and sports betting. It's still related. Right? It's yeah, still it's related. all during yeah. it's all yeah. during football games. Yeah. That's why they do it during football yeah. games. Is because yeah. it's a bunch of old men with fucking because here because they know. That you've you've gambled too much with DraftKings and, you and drank all the other too sports much, books. So your dick's gonna knock yeah, you hard. got depressed that you're losing <laughs> a bunch of money, so you drank too much, and now you can't get your dick up, and now you got to buy Viagra. It's all fucking connected. To so then be let down on Monday night when you put another parlay yeah. in, and the Monday night game doesn't go right, so it's just process repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're just prepping you for Thursday because it right. starts off another season, like yeah. another weekend. Just keep you on the Ferris wheel, man. Dude, fuck. We got in the wrong industry. We should have made our own sports book so we could. <laughs> Advertise. We're just we're, we're just peddling sports betting and fucking ED <laughs> medications. 
They're like, what do you call, what, what's your sports book? We're called the Erectile Dysfunctions. <laughs> and they're like, what? And we're like, we have the best odds in town. Like, don't worry. We got it all figured out. It's a self-sustaining cycle. Would you like to try our seltzer <laughs> or our Pilsner? And they're like, what? And you're like, we also have a nice uh, nitro milk stout coming out in two days. And they're like, you guys have everything? We're like, we're your one-stop shop <laughs> one for stop shop. fighting depression, <laughs> sports gambling, and erectile dysfunction. <laughs> And they're like, "What the fuck?" We're like, "Have a nice day." Yeah. They're like, all right, we're gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go to that sports book. Fuck. This has been fun. This is a good conversation. But see, this is like, yeah. this is the shit that it's like. How do I title this episode? I'm just well, be like, the, the idea behind it was NFL talk, which we did do a lot. Of. I'm gonna just say football and stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. There you go. Or stuff and, did, and football. Because our last one was college football, right? And then before that, we did aliens, I think. Well, let's talk or about what we want to do next. Dude, so we're coming up very close Dude, on, on the creator. The creator. The creator's almost out, and then we can do another AI like movie. That's going to be, be fun. a fucking ridiculous movie, bro. I'm kind of feeling like, yeah, it should be. From the director if, of Rogue One. It better not let me down, though, because I'm kind of going in with like this yeah. kind of like hyped up. Like This is one of those kind of AI-type movies I'm actually like excited to go yeah. see. You know what's weird is like Taya was excited to watch that. I'm like, I thought you hated everything related to the topic of AI. She's like, oh, I usually do, but that movie looks cool. I'm like, it does look fucking cool. It just it, for some reason it's like super interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it might be more now, and, and we probably discussed this on the AI conversation. The AI is kind of taking this big old leap into yeah. everyday life. Yeah. That because like speaking of like our Chat GPT conversation, I saw a video where, excuse me, a kid's walking into his class in college, and the professor goes. Over 70% of all of you use ChatGPT on your essay. And he goes, I'm failing you. And he goes, the kid in the video goes, well, I use ChatGPT on mine. You just turned around and walked out of the class. And I'm like, that's the thing, though, is no one's going to know what to fucking do. Like, yeah. all, these, all these people that are using it to do all this shit for them, they're going to get to the real world. And they're going to, like, ask it to do something. And it's going to be like, I don't fucking know what you're asking me. Like, yeah. you're asking me to do something that I don't have the information for. And then they're going to fucking... I don't know, man. It's going to rapidly change our world here in the next few years. Or we're going to go back to the cavemen and we're not going to have power. Which then my sports betting would be solved. That happens in the movie Transcendence. I'll bring that up when we do our AI movie discussion. Because I think we want to do... Talk about the creator and then talk about like our favorite I, AI movies. Because there's yeah, a lot of really good I want to relate movies. the creator back to how I feel AI will never be sentient. Like I think okay. the creator is going to be like a perfect thing to be like that will never happen in our lifetime hmm. like i want to use that to help my argument okay even if it's a really good movie obviously i'm just gonna be like it was a great movie really enjoyed it but to help my argument See, this of um, this shit never happening in our lifetime the creator seems like and maybe it maybe it's not i don't know because i haven't seen it yet but it seems like one of those movies that exists in this really cool genre which is like near future sci-fi Right, like 2050 or something. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of it's it's definitely more advanced than where we're at now, but not so much that you can't see it happening in the next few decades. Not in the year 2300, you're like well, right. You're, okay. you're like okay. Well, what does life even look like at that point? Yeah. So that's I like movies like that because they just take technology and stuff that we have in our world today, and they just kind of expand it forward like a few decades and right. go, what is this going to look like in like 50 years? I like those ideas a lot because well, a lot of the stuff they can come up with. <laughs> the designs of things are really cool and you're like, okay, this is our world just a little bit more advanced, right? Like, it's kind of cool that way. Have you I, seen I like, like the old ads that it was, it was like 1950s or 60s where they believed in 50 years everyone would have flying cars? Yeah. 
And it's like, yeah, we, we really haven't gone that far. Have you seen some of the early videos of them going over like the first computers? And they're they're it's like some news station is doing a, a like a profile that night on the nightly news about like the first computers. And yeah, and it was guy, like the size of fucking. I can't remember who it was. It was some some guy who's kind of a big name in the history of personal computers and stuff is talking about. Well, you see, in the future, what you're going to do with these is you're, you can book movie tickets and you can do work through these and you can get. You know, you can engage in conversations with other people about certain like topics bullshit. that you like, and you're like. You know, everyone at that time was like, no fucking way. And then now that's like, you know, a few decades in the future, like, that's exactly what we started using those things for. But isn't, it, isn't it crazy the way computers went from like a thing the size of a fucking football field, which was like, yeah, that can store uh, one megabyte. And you're like, what? Yeah. You're like, yeah, it was one megabyte. And you're, but back then, one megabyte was huge. Yeah. And now I'm like, shit, dude, my phone can store fucking 64 gigabytes. And they're yeah. like, no, it can't. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it can. And I can delete shit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. It's like yeah. craziness, man. Anyway, so that's going to be one of our upcoming. We'll probably do an episode between now. That and That one I would say won't be till October because the crew well, comes out it on comes the 29th. Out, like the very end of September. Yeah, it comes yeah, out on the so. 29th. So, so we'll do probably a couple more episodes between now and then. But yeah, so stay tuned um, to the Just Browsing feed for for more fun discussion. We'll probably keep doing football related discussions throughout the season as stuff happens. We might just um, do a um some check sh- like a there. shooting the shit type episode where we just get yeah. together and watch a football game. Cuz we learned our lesson from the first year of this podcast trying to do weekly recaps that was just Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> it was especially the whole fantasy football one. We were almost yeah. doing two episodes a week and it was just like this isn't that wasn't a direction we wanted to go. We just had to stick right. it out, though, right. because we started it. Well, and honestly, during that time, there wasn't shit else to do. So, right. I mean, we could just crank out a bunch of episodes. But, yeah, that's not – we quickly were like, let's not no. do that Now we'll, we'll probably get together on, like, a Sunday or maybe a Saturday and watch a, a college game or a pro game and just yeah. chill out, drink some beers, and shoot the shit and kind of do what, like, the two of us did for the uh, – or and Caleb did for the the, the Nuggets game right, and me right. and you did for the Bronco game. Yeah. Because it's just – Sitting there watching football, yeah, and, or basketball. Let's, let's or try whatever. and pick a good like Broncos game, or maybe even a CU game or something. That'd be fun too. Maybe I don't, maybe I don't know. Broncos. Maybe let's do Broncos because you CU, might get a little I'm too getting, excited. I'm getting too yeah. My pa- or my parents, my neighbors were probably not too happy with me on when we played TCU because I was jumping up, I was fucking clapping and screaming like. And that was at ten in the morning, and they're probably <laughs> like, "What the fuck is going on yeah, up there? Like, we don't hear happening? footsteps till one thirty on Saturdays, and now it's nine o'clock, and yeah. someone's like stomping around, yeah. like singing the fight song, and they're like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Let's get out of here and cut and break. Imagine that's how we ended everything, and we're like, "Let's wrap this up and cut." It's like just, just every cuts time. <laughs> but no, thanks for tuning in. Um, I think we're going to try something. I'll just throw this out here if you hung around this long. Um, we might try and start reading some ads. So if you have oh yeah, a business or anything that you would like us to read out, uh, feel free to shoot us an email to the – just browse an email um, or reach out to us on Facebook. And, you know, we'll, we'll read an ad. We're not in any position to want to charge anybody any money, but we want to help people out, especially if you're, uh, you know, a constant listener. So – um, I just want to throw that out there. If you've listened this long and you're still here and you want us to read something of like a personal business or your business to maybe help try and grow, just let us know. Um, like I said, shoot us an email or something and we'll read out a little 30 second yeah. 
tidbit at the start of an episode for you. Um, support other people in the just browsing community. And, yeah, we just want to try and uh, try and start spreading some more love. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking love. Let's love everybody. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, shoot us something if you uh, want us to do that. If not, all good. Just uh, yeah. we'll be back in the next week or two with another episode. And yeah, it's been uh, it's been great talking to you. Yeah. Till next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye bye.